Hi, and welcome to Yes Please, your go-to podcast for all things sexuality, pleasure, and orgasms. I've named this podcast Yes Please because that's how I want you to feel about all things sex, pleasure, and orgasms. Yes, please, and more. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here and that you want to learn more about how to experience more shameless pleasure, deeper satisfaction, and ecstatic orgasms in your life and sexuality. And I hope to inspire you to feel that you can embrace and celebrate your sexuality all throughout your life journey. This podcast isn't just about sex and sex education, however, it's about so much more. Personal growth, living a radiant and confident and authentic life, radical joy and expression, and general fucking goodness. I'm your host, Erica Alsborn, and I'm a sexuality teacher and expert, sex and birth coach, but you can think of me more as your BFF, who you love to talk to about sex and all the intimate things you don't feel comfortable talking about with anyone else. I celebrate the vast and diverse human, erotic, and sexual experience, and I embody a deep shamelessness when it comes to sex in all its different expressions. However, having said that, I am a straight, able-bodied, cisgendered woman, and in my work I specialize in female sexuality, and I work with women with pussies, and while I have a broad and liberal approach to sex, and a very extensive training, my knowledge is limited by my own lived experience as well as the focus in my professional work. But I hope you'll learn lots here with me, expand your idea of what sex is and can be and mean for you, and even though I'm an expert on this topic, I'm not an authority. Everything I share is always a suggestion, not a must, so take what resonates and leave the rest behind. I'm always open to receiving your constructive feedback, so don't hesitate to reach out if you have any. Okay, hi and welcome again. I'm delighted that you're here, and now let's dive into today's topic. Hello and welcome back, or welcome for the first time, if it's your first time. Hello and welcome regardless of your gender. I know that the majority of people that listen identify as women, but there are also some guys, men, penises out there who are tuning in, which I'm so excited about. Everyone's welcome here. And even though I am specialized in female sexuality, The topics that I speak about are relevant for everyone to learn about. And if you're a man and you have sex with women, then there's so much for you here to learn um, as well. To, um, yeah, to understand female sexuality from a broader perspective. So that can make you a better lover, which is always a good thing, right? (laughs) Win-win. But today's topic, I think, is actually... um, Well, it's very relevant and specific for women, but if you're listening as a man, then this can just help you understand how women feel about moving through society, living in this world. Uh, And if you're a woman listening, then this is going to be very interesting for you, hopefully very empowering, very supportive, and yeah, I think it will change how how you move through the world and how you can feel confident and empowered and expressive and sexy. So what am I, uh, what am I going to go on about today? Well, as the title suggested, it's how to feel sexual and sexy and safe in this world. Now, we all know that this world isn't safe. So I am not here to uh, try to wrap you in some beautiful, fluffy, like pretty words and... um, give you some kind of false sense of safety in an inherently unsafe world. 
because it's impossible and it's it's irrelevant because it's never going to happen. The world is not safe. It's not safe for human. It's not safe for animals. Uh, it's not safe, right? Even if there's... like. It's not safe um, in in the relationship with how we could be, you know, hit by a meteor and we could be extinct or, you know. So even if you think from a very big perspective, the world is not safe. And so how do we build resilience and strength and flexibility and um, connection with our internal sense of self, with our nervous system, within the nervous system, so that we can feel safe in an unsafe environment and not expect the environment to change, to become safe, so that we feel safe internally because we don't know how to uh, regulate ourselves and carry ourselves through the environment in order to feel safe. Basically, how to not feel like a victim, right? Um, and if you feel like a victim, don't feel bad about yourself. And I'm not blaming you or shaming you. Um, we're, we're taught and kind of conditioned to feel very victim-y as women. And that's exactly one of the things I'm going to address in today's episode. So this episode was inspired by a uh, woman in my Facebook group, Pleasure Rebels, who posted about an experience. And I've had this experience. I'm sure you've had the experience. This is not a unique experience to this woman. Uh, And it's when, basically what happens is, when you start to feel sexual and sexy, because you are taking care of your sexuality, you are increasing pleasure, you are exploring and experimenting with yourself and you're empowering yourself and you're loving the transformation that you're experiencing in your sexuality, in your body, and it impacts all areas of your life. You're starting to feel more confident, uh, you feel more beautiful from the inside out, you start to feel like really energized and vital and sexy and attractive. And you're like, yes, this is amazing. I love it. And then you step onto the street, you step out into the world, and all of a sudden, boom, there's a tension. And you're like, no, I hate it. (laughs) Because it feels scary or threatening, or you're simply not prepared for it. This type of um, attention and this type of response or reaction from the outside world, whether it's women or men, and women and men can respond differently to you based on their gender, and also regardless of gender, people respond to you, how you show up, how you walk, talk, move, and you probably have heard me say this, but I'll say it again, how you embody, embrace, connect with and express your sexuality with with yourself, within yourself, in the bedroom, inside your, you know, in your home, in your life, impacts how you walk, talk, dress, move, and uh, move through life. So there's a direct correlation and connection between the aliveness and expression of your sexuality and pleasure in your life and how you're perceived in the world. Increased pleasure, increased sexual confidence, 
kind of automatically makes you more attractive and energetically like mm, you transmit energy and exude a kind of vibrancy that is very delicious and attractive. So how do we deal with this sometimes unsolicited attention and sometimes it's attention that we're um, actually desiring but we're not prepared for? It's something that is really important to talk about because when we embark on a transformation journey, or if we want to, maybe you haven't even embarked on it, but if you're listening to this podcast, it's part of your transformation, even if you're taking no action other than listening to this. Hey, it's me. I'm popping in with a quick pleasure service announcement to let you know that soon I'll be opening up spots for one-on-one sex coaching. I have a waitlist and in September I'm going to open up new spots for coaching. So if you want to work with me to ignite and activate and unleash your sexuality, your pleasure, your orgasms, so that you have this kind of wonderful problem that I'm talking about in this episode and to learn how to actually contain and protect and feel safe as an incredibly attractive, radiant and sexual woman then I invite you to fill out the form to let me know that you're interested in one-on-one sex coaching. The link is below in the show notes and uh, then you'll hear from me and you'll, um, yeah, you'll be on the waitlist for coaching that begins in September or October. Okay, that's it. When we want to transform anything in our lives, But specifically when it comes to sexuality, because it can be so connected to deep fear, deep conditioning, strong emotions like shame, etc., and fear of consequences, right? It's important to know and ask yourself, am I afraid of the result or am I afraid of the journey? Oftentimes, it's one or the two. Some people are really afraid of the result, which could be what I'm talking about today. I'm afraid of exploring and activating my sexuality, improving my sexuality and pleasure and orgasms because I'm afraid it will lead to unwanted attention, to me being perceived as a sexual being, um, to have, uh, it, it will basically lead to consequences that I'm afraid of or that I don't want. Or it can be, I'm afraid of the journey. I'm afraid of the hard work. I'm afraid of, uh, or I resist having to be consistent with something or having to meet and encounter and work through all of the limitations and all of that. So it's just good to know that that sometimes what prevents us from taking action and action and change and transform is actually the end result. On a deeper level, we fear it. On a more superficial, like in terms of consciousness, level you want it I want the orgasms I want the pleasure I want to feel great and sexual as a woman I want to know and embrace and have fun with my sexual identity but a deeper part of you is shit scared of the actual result like the actually achieving that desire and one of the things that can keep us stuck in that fear is this very topic how to actually then feel safe and confident as that sexual woman and to feel like there's a um, like a coherence between the sexual experience and the, the fullness of the holistic experience of being connected with your sexuality inside the safety of your home 
but also outside. So you're not like turning yourself on and activating activating yourself and liberating yourself inside your your bedroom and your house and in the in intimate relationships but as soon as you, as soon as you step out into the world you're like no must shut that down must repress that must not you know at all exude any type of energy or <laughs> clues or hints as to how fucking amazing i feel as a woman as a sexual woman right so a lot of this comes down to um well so some of the things that can block us around this uh, is good girl conditioning, people pleasing, and this what we've learned or been taught uh, around being polite at all cost. This can show up as that fear when you're operating in the world and you're feeling unsafe. It's because you're coming from that good girl conditioning, that ple- people pleasing place, that polite place. And these things aren't necessarily bad, right? It's not that being a good girl is bad. It's not that people pleasing in itself is bad because those are things that you learned when you were growing up. And as a, as a child, you did those things in order to get your needs met. You followed the rules to get your needs met. You listened to your parents and did what they said because they were the authority or the teachers or wh- whomever, you know. The authority said you should do this, this, and this in order to be part of the family, have food, be loved, uh, all of those things. And those things are not, like, that's not dysfunctional or bad. I have rules in my, as a parent, I set rules for my son. He has to behave in a certain way. Otherwise, it's not, you know, it's not acceptable to behave in certain ways. And otherwise I will, you know, I won't, I don't threaten him. I don't punish him. Um, but there are rules. And if he doesn't follow the rules, there are consequences, right? This is part of being a functional human is to learn how to be human <laughs> and how to operate and function in a family, for example. So there is a, a, um, an important aspect of it that is healthy uh, and learning how to step into different roles and follow the rules and, you know, be part of, of a group. The bad thing is when you're an adult, when you're not a little girl anymore, but you're a woman and you're a sexual woman, maybe somewhere along the way you haven't like upgraded or updated the software system to know that the man behind you in the queue at the convenience store is not your dad. So you don't have to do what he says. <laughs> you don't have to give him his number if you don't want to. He's, he's not going to... Him saying no or getting upset is not going to impact you severely, right? Or, or whatever it is, your boss or co-workers, etc. But we can operate from the same kind of like smallness or a power dynamic or hierarchy as if we still were that little kid, that little girl, with strangers or with other adults in life as an adult. So you have to make sure that you understand that I'm an adult now and I set my own rules. Now I get to be the adult. Now I am at the top of that hierarchy. Now I am the one who's deciding um, what the consequences are, who gets to do what, and I am sovereign and autonomous. But most of us don't do that, right? We're still stuck in that little girl um, 
feeling inside or uh, the feeling of specifically related to your sexuality that you're, oops, that was my glass, my tea. Actually, it's decaf coffee. Uh, I just bumped it. Um, that you're, you're still feeling like a, um, a teenager sexually. Like you haven't actually upgraded your sense of self or your sexual identity to be one of an adult woman in her, however old you are in your 20s, uh, but specifically if you're in your 30s, 40s, and 50s, you can still, on a subtle, subconscious level, operate from a sexuality that still feels and is very young, very teenagery, very um, sexually, like, servanty, like you're a sexual servant, and um, the conditioning and the experiences that you had when you were a teenager in very formative years of your life when you were coming, becoming sexual and exploring sexuality for the very first time, you're still feeling like you're that kind of person. And so naturally then, that impacts how you feel capable of making decisions and having an opinion and being a leader or a guide and really honoring your authentic truth. And we also live in a society in the West, it depends a little bit in which country, but I would say, well, in general, in the West, we're very committed to being polite at all cost and not being honest. And that is so confusing. <laughs> it's so, um, yeah, it's kind of fucked up in a way, if you think about it. Um, but we're taught and conditioned to be polite. So what that can do is that all of this combined, the good girl conditioning, the people pleasing and the politeness can create this incredibly strong internal conflict inside of you when you are approached by people who are wanting to interact with you because they find you attractive or they want something from you and you're feeling no, like a big, big ass, like blinking, alarming, like no doubt kind of vibe. No, fuck no. But there is another part of you who's like, okay, I'll give you my number. And then afterwards, you're like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Why can I simply not say no? How the fuck do I express my non-interest? How do I reject a suggestion from someone that I don't know? Why do I care so much about a stranger's feelings that I override my own authentic feeling and I completely disregard and ignore what my body and mind and spirit and pussy are telling me? Well, now you have some deeper understanding of as to why that happens. And hopefully, what I will share with you now will give you some strategies to change that so that you can feel immensely excited about moving through the world as a really, like, in a grounded way, like, feeling of being a sexual woman. And that doesn't mean that you have to dress sexy and, you know, have deep cleavage and show off skin or whatever, like, you know, um, interpreted as very sexy. Or that you have to want to fuck with everyone. That's not the point. You can be celibate and still move through the world and feel like, I am so fucking sexy, <laughs> right? So the first thing that I want to uh, talk about is, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. We have six strategies. So the first strategy is 
that I invite you to think about if you're moving through the world as a prey or as a predator. Do you have the energy of a predator or the energy of a prey? Are you a lion, a jaguar, a wolf, a hyena, a shark, or are you an antelope, a bambi, a zebra, deer, a rabbit? You know, think about it. Probably your intuition or the first response that came to you is what's true. And this can be so incredibly important to understand at what vibration you think of yourself in, in, in this like concept, prey or predator. You can also understand it as um, giver or taker. Are you always a giver? Will you always give, give, give? Or are you a taker? Can you take what you want? Can you say yes? Can you say no? Can you ask for things with clarity? This is where also a little bit of um, victim mentality comes in because obviously a prey is a victim. And as women, it's very easy to feel and to also victimize ourselves, to feel like a victim and victimize ourselves. and. Um, and that's not really so neither empowering nor supportive to actually change that or to feel like you are a creator or a taker in your life rather than always being a giver or receiver and that you must accept what other people give you at all times to not stir the pot, to not shake things up, but that's just like, that's how it is, right? If you always feel, or if, you've, if you feel and have felt that you've always been a little bit more on the prey side rather than a predator, then I invite you to start playing with the opposite. Think about a predator animal, a spirit animal. Think about their qualities and start to play with that. See how it could feel different. Just notice as you're walking down the street, riding the subway, sitting on a bus, interacting with people at work, people both that you know and that you have relationships with, or strangers. Notice inside, do I feel like a prey or can I feel like a predator? And feeling like a predator doesn't mean that you must become very aggressive or intrusive or in any way like violent uh, and, you know, become a, a bad person or like be an asshole or a jerk. It's just about feeling like on an integrity level that you don't fuck with me. Like I'm not I'm not here for you to be a predator and prey on me. Right? You can develop a deep sense of like core strength around just playing with that kind of archetypal energy and um and concept and make it real little by little. Also note that can you know impact how you speak, how you dress, how you walk, where in the room or where on the bus or where on the subway or where in in, in spaces you um, choose to be, etc., etc. So that's number one, just to think about that and to start playing with that. Number two is a practical um, strategy. It's, on, it's an energy practice and it's called the energy bubble. It's a uh, concept from the Taoist tradition that I learned when I was studying with uh, Leila Martin. I was doing her jade egg courses. And the jade egg practice is very activating of sexual energy, very activating for sexuality. And 
what I learned there was that when we were activating all this sexual energy, very specifically and intentionally in these jade practices, it has this wonderful effect in all areas of our life and it can feel like we need to protect that energy or be protective of that energy and conserve it for ourselves because you don't want to just create all that energy and either just shoot it out into the world or give it away to other people or feel like it's for other people to consume. It's for yourself. And so what that means is after you've done a sexual practice or you've had sex or you've solo fucked yourself and you've had amazing pleasure and orgasms and you feel so lit up, so energized, so buzzing, so like in that altered state of consciousness and that altered state of body pleasure, orgasmic amazingness, you know what I'm talking about, you practice the energy bubble. So it's a visualization meditation. You close your eyes. You can do it now. Close your eyes and imagine that there is a golden egg around you at whatever distance you intuitively feel you want it to be at. It could be very close. It could be kind of big like the room. Doesn't matter. Feel into where that golden egg, that energy bubble is around you. And it can feel like it's golden, but kind of see-through. It can feel like you can see a little bit of like shimmering or glittery aspects or qualities of that, that bubble. It's almost like an aura. Like imagine an, an additional layer of an aura surrounding you that contains all of this heightened, activated, sparkling, buzzing, super attractive energy inside that egg inside that container and you can just search with your imaginary fingers or just your eyes and make sure that there are no cracks that it's actually fully intact and inside this golden egg this energy bubble your sexual energy is protected and it's for you it's like a fountain system so as you create and cultivate and harness all of this energy it's like an a fountain system inside that it moves within your bubble and it's not going all over the place leaking and you choose who gets to permeate what energies gets to penetrate your bubble and enter into your space so as you move through life in society this energy bubble, this golden egg is always there and you can connect with it and have little micro moments of checking in and just making sure, ah, it's here, that feels so good. And inside that golden egg, you can vibrate as powerfully, as brightly as you want to, as you do naturally. But that energy and that transmission and all that brightness is protected, it's for you. And now you can open your eyes again. And if you were listening to this while driving or doing something, <laughs> obviously come back and listen to this and do this um, whenever it's suitable. But that's a very practical way to feel way more contained and protected. Obviously, this doesn't protect against, you know, physical assault or anything, but it's just on an energetic level. It can feel really fucking good. I did it a lot. Um, and I know that it works and that it's really supportive. 
And I know also when I started doing the JDIG practices and I really started activating my sexuality and feeling super orgasmic for the very first time in my life, I was experiencing um, and just a next level of attention from people that I'd never experienced before. Like literally I remember one time I had just done a JDIG practice it was amazing. And then I went to, I went into the city to do, to run some errands. And as I was parking my bike, literally this man ran out from a store and came up to me. He's like, I just, I just couldn't help myself, but you're just so beautiful. And I was like, oh, oh my God. Like that makes total sense because I feel fucking amazing on the inside. Right. So this brings us to the third strategy, how to speak with people that approach you and hit on you or flirt with you or want something from you or to do something with you when you're feeling so incredibly beautiful, lit up, orgasmic, sexy, all of the things. How do you actually speak with men? But it doesn't have to be just men. It's any gender. Um... But oftentimes, you know, heterosexual women, or even if you're not heterosexual, but oftentimes women are mostly approached by men and it can feel very threatening, very intrusive. So how do you speak with them? Well, I developed a little system and it's not like this is groundbreaking. It's not like I'm the only one that does this, but I've done it and I found it to be super effective and actually really fun as well. So I'm giving this to you and I hope it will inspire you. So what I did when or still what I do when anyone approaches me and hits on me flirts with me and you know engages with me in that way specifically like very flirty um what I do is that I first of all say thank you like I acknowledge with a compliment or with gratitude the fact that they are approaching me and expressing their you know attraction to me or their desire to talk to me or whatever it is and I say thank you for having the courage to come up to me and and share that I really appreciate that it makes me happy to hear that you find me attractive that's really wonderful to hear right because it is it's a compliment um and so that way it kind of takes down their defense and makes them feel appreciated right which is a nice thing if you think about it on a you know as a it's not about making them happy but it's just like it's one way of being polite that can feel really good, but doesn't have to deplete you or, or put you into victimhood. Because then what you do is say, but I'm not interested. Or, but it's not the right time and place for me. Or, but uh, I'm going to politely decline. No, I don't want to talk to you. No, I don't want to give you my number. No, I am not here tonight for, um, you know, engaging in conversations with men I don't know, for example, or whatever it is. So it's like compliment, express gratitude towards their, them in initiating contact and then turn it down and then say, and then wrap it up. So it's like a shit sandwich, like first positive, then negative, then positive at the end and then say at the end. But I, again, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this and to approach me. I'm sure next time you'll be more lucky or, you know, good luck with the, with the next person. I hope you find someone else that you find attractive. Uh, I wish you all the best in your endeavors to find someone to fuck or to date or to, you know, fall in love with, but I'm not that person for you. Um, but thank you so much. Have a good day or have a good evening. Um, see you. Bye. 
I shit you not, this always works. It is always so successful because they feel really great about it. It feels like a win for them because they got seen, they got complimented, they got confirmed and validated. And isn't that always what we want to do in any type of exchange or conversation, communication? We want to be seen and validated. We don't always need to get what we want, but we always want to be validated in our emotion, in our try, in our intention. It's the same with kind of like parenting. Like kids don't always want what they... uh, They don't always want to get what they want. They just want to be validated in their emotion, right? So it's kind of the same thing here. I'm not saying that men are kids. I'm not infantilizing or like, you know, that's not at all what I'm saying. It's just a reference that I immediately thought of. Um, But it feels always really successful. And when I've structured a conversation or an exchange with with a person in that way, I have never received annoying pushback. It's always been, okay, cool, bye. And off we go, our separate ways, merry, happy, and, um, and kind of content and satisfied because it was a satisfactory exchange, yeah? Does that make sense? Try it and let me know how it goes. Okay, the next strategy is, uh, this is also visualization, is to visualize yourself as really attractive slash magnetic and holding all that attention. Right? Because when people come to you and approach you and look at you and just respond and react to you, you are receiving a lot of energy. You're receiving a lot of attention. And so you can build an inner capacity, familiarity with that by visualizing it and already giving yourself the experience of having all of that and holding all of that. So this couldn't look like sitting in meditation or as you're masturbating or as you're, you know, engaging in pleasure with yourself. You can actually, um, with your eyes closed, visualize yourself moving through the world or in any particular type of situation that you feel challenging, like meeting someone in the park or walking past someone on the street and they, you know, catcall you or whatever. And then play it out in your mind's eye how you will feel, how you will respond, how you will react, how you will hold that energy, hold that attention. And simply, basically what you're doing is that you're rehearsing, right? You're rehearsing in your mind's eye, in in your imagination, a future experience, and you're rehearsing it internally, and your body doesn't know the difference from imagination and actual reality, so you're giving your body an experience to adjust and adapt to it, but with intention, right? Intentionality around how you're going to feel, intentionality and in how you're going to respond, intentionality around how you're not going to implode into feeling like a victim or a prey and feeling like this person, maybe a man, is the predator, but you're going to stand your ground and feel like Feel like that jaguar, feel like that sexy <laughs> motherfucking sexual jaguar woman who's like, you cannot fuck with me. <laughs> Seeing yourself in that energy bubble, etc. The next strategy is number five is think about receiving all of this attention or being this type of woman who feels confident in this way, unapologetic about how she's uh, received in the world and uh, it's a kind of bold energy like it's big pussy energy in a way like I am sexual I am sexy I'm a predator you don't get to fuck with me I choose I'm autonomous I have integrity 
you know, what does that mean about you as a woman? And think about that. Because you can feel like, what a bitch. Like, that's basically what a bitch is. Or what a rude woman would do. Right? That's rude. Or that's bad. Right? It would mean that I would be a rude woman. And the worst thing a woman can be is to be rude. Maybe. Or whatever it is. You know, you've, you have these belief systems inside that very much control how you see yourself, how you see other people, and prevent you from, like we said, the fear of the result, the consequences of the result. So it can prevent you from taking action, and it can prevent you from allowing yourself to feel like you can actually be creative and respond the way that you want to, breaking the habit, breaking the pattern. So it's it's useful to reflect on this. Maybe you want to sit down and journal about this. Ask yourself, if I'm this kind of woman, if I, be, if I become this woman, what does this mean about me as a woman? And you can write all that down and then ask yourself, is this true? Do I agree with this? Do I agree with these opinions and beliefs that I have inside about myself and even about other women? Yes or no? Question those meanings and then create new meanings or just slightly alter them so that they actually align with your current day values. Super effective. And the last one is how to feel safe in this world is to get embodied, get physical, train your body, strengthen your body. I don't know if you know, but I've been going to the gym um, and I've done weightlifting for many years now and entering the gym space was definitely like, oh my god, there's so much testosterone here and like masculine energy. This feels scary and like I feel so little and weak and intimidated by all of these men and this masculine energy and all of it and little by little I gained confidence in weight training but also in being in a space where I was oftentimes the only woman performing a pretty male or very male dominated sport and I realized that the more I embodied and practice because at the same time I was very much practicing all of these strategies that I just shared with you. So as I was practicing all of these things in the gym, it was the, it was a perfect exposure therapy, right? It was a po- perfect environment to practice all of this. I realized more and more how I felt so powerful, strong, not physically, but emotionally, mentally, uh, energetically in that environment. And that the more I grew in like strength and power to do all these things, to feel like a predator, to, f- to have my energy bubble, to visualize myself being able to hold all the attention, to uh, have a, a corrected like belief system about myself as a woman, to know how to speak with men if they were to approach me. The more I did all of those things and improved my capacity to do all those things, the more uh, I actually experienced that men completely left me alone because <laughs> they were like, no, she's not even approachable. And this is very much true, specifically for the prey predator. If you're if you're giving out a vibe of 
<laughs> I'm so, you know, I'm so polite and like, I'm a prey. I'm just like, just come and just come and attack me, right? Like it's a vibe. Humans have so much like energy perception. We're so receptive to subtle um, body language and energy that people express all of the time without using words and without being verbal in any way. And people pick that up. They know like she's an easy prey. And not because they're bad men or bad people. It's just like, you know, who would you approach in a room? The person that looks approachable or the person that looks like, don't fuck with me. Of course you'll go to the person who looks approachable, who will receive you, right? So yeah, so did that. Physical training um, is so good. When I got stronger physically, it also strengthened me mentally and emotionally as well. And the embodiment is so, 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 so key and so, so relevant here. If you have the capacity to, the time, the money for, I would highly recommend you do self-defense courses as well. It could be a weekend course, a workshop, uh, but if you have the space and time, a longer course where you train in self-defense, because there you very much so practice all of this stuff, how to be a predator, how to react with fight response instead of freeze which is victim right um how to stand your ground how to not get scared but react with explosion explosive energy standing your ground and discerning when to when to fight and when to run away flight so self-defense is so key i think everyone should do it regardless if you're you know man woman regardless of your gender um because anyone could be attacked right so so good to defend to be able to feel that you can defend yourself or react with um, reacting to predator and, and even uh, decide to run away, right? Instead of just imploding into victim freeze state in the nervous system. And all of these things are very automatic, very, they happen very quickly, and they're often beyond our conscious control. So that's why practicing it is so powerful and so necessary because it's not something that you can decide in the moment. It will happen automatically for you inside your nervous system and inside deeper parts of your um, like primal parts of the brain. Um, so yeah, I hope this, um, I hope this was fun and inspiring to listen to. Basically what I want you to take away from this is that you can awaken your sexuality and your power and keep yourself safe and know that your your sexuality, your sexual energy, your pleasure, your life force energy, it's for you and you can let it shine and radiate and be so bright and big and amazing, but it's for you and you choose when and how to share it with someone and how to um, work with all the amazing attention that you'll receive as all of this life force, sexual pleasure energy starts to free flow inside of you because it will inevitably impact and change how people respond to you, how they see you, how they look at you, how you want to dress, how you talk, how you walk, how you show up. So it will change things. But that transformation and that process can be really fun and really exciting. It can feel, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, it's part of the process and it, 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 it can feel great. <laughs> and it's also, and I think that's what I wanted to say, it's, um, it's very related to your personal development journey, right? So yeah, have fun with this, practice it, feel free to let me know how it goes and um, stay safe but be radically sexual and sexy. You, <laughs> you have my permission. <laughs> All right.
travail. OK, my friend, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you learned something new today or that I reminded you of something you already knew or do and that you feel inspired and encouraged to prioritize sex, pleasure and orgasms in your busy life. If you love this podcast, please share it with your friends and give it a rating or review so this important message can reach more people on this planet. Thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next time.